Hey everyone, saddle up and get yourself ready for the Horse Business Advice Podcast, where I share tips and insights for horse business owners around the world on all kinds of things to do with running your business. I'm Melody, online horse business coach, mother, lover of horses, collector of far too many saddle pads, and unicorn obsessed. I'm absolutely passionate about helping equine-related businesses get the confidence to move forward and get organized enough to be able to still have a life and a business at the same time. Now, I don't want you out there struggling to find the help you need, wondering what the hell to do next. I'm here to tell you that you do not have to go on this journey of horse business alone. So come along and join my free Facebook group, Equine Entrepreneurs Horse Business Advice, and be part of a really supportive and thriving community of horse business owners from around the world. Welcome, welcome, it's Melody here and on this episode of the Horse Business Advice Podcast, I want to chat to you guys about getting a new website built. So you've decided that it's time for a website or you've decided it's time for a new website. Perhaps yours has got so old that it doesn't work anymore or you have followed a different path or whatever. I've got a couple of tips for you of how to manage the process and some things to think about. And this comes from years of experience as a web developer myself. Many years ago, I was a hard coder. Um, but from helping clients and getting my own websites done, these are some of the things that I think are useful you knowing before you actually start. First of all, it's a far bigger task than you can imagine. So there's a lot of stuff that has to happen behind the scenes. And sometimes it might feel like something that you're asking for is a very simple change, but it's not and it's quite complex there's often limitations to the themes of sites and themes are kind of like a template um, for want of a better description they are something that controls the look and the feel and the way things function and some things you can adjust and some things are difficult to adjust so one of the most important things that you need to do is whenever you hire someone to build a website for you is to get absolutely everything in writing ideally in a contract sort of a format uh, and it depends on how you hire the person if you use a third-party platform like Upwork or Freelancer or something like that there will be written terms and conditions that they have to adhere to but if you are hiring someone directly make sure that you have a whole set of criteria, deadline, time frame, um, expenses, what's going to happen if they spend have to spend more time than they imagine, ownership at the end, every single possible little what if. And, you know, I don't like to, to encourage people to catastrophe plan, but in the instance of getting a website built, Everything that can go wrong probably will go wrong. So make sure that you have planned ahead and you're covered for every single base. And, you know, there's a couple of really important things. One is to make sure that you have a backup of your old site if you're replacing a site. Make sure you have a backup of that site 
and agree with the website developer that you have hired that that's that won't get deleted until everybody's happy everybody's if the site's working and I you know ideally I would give the new site a month or two or even more depending on how active your site is uh, before you actually switch that back up off completely so just in case you have to go back to your original site for whatever reason so getting everything in writing is absolutely critical and even though it feels like overkill at the time it's not until something goes wrong that you are going to need that so make sure that you do that spend the time and get that part right obviously hire someone reputable now web developers are a fickle beast because a web developer that i might absolutely love and adore might end up being a disaster zone for the next person and it's it's quite interesting to watch the process and often it's how much client the client inputs and how much uh what's going on in the web developer's life and all of those sorts of things what else is going on around them but at the end of the day make sure that you're hiring someone that is reputable that somebody you know can recommend them that you can track back and look at their past work and know for sure that it's theirs you know it's really easy for people to send you a link to a website and say hey I built this but it's more important that you talk to the owner of that site and ask them what their experience was with that person. You know, each of us have our own personal, uh, our own individual personalities. And so we'll work better with different kind of people. So find somebody that you're going to connect with, that you can communicate with. If it's somebody offshore, there's nothing wrong with that. There are lots of really good web developers in some of the uh, Eastern European countries, in India, in Pakistan, as long as you can communicate with them properly and you have everything in place, there are good ones and bad ones, just like there are here in Australia, just like there are in the US. There's always going to be good business owners and people that aren't so reputable. So, uh, and on that note... Don't pay the whole up up front. I mean, hopefully that's obvious, but usually you would pay in increments. So you probably pay a deposit. Maybe you pay a 25% deposit. And then what I would do is agree on some milestones. So you might say um, first draft ready to go, and then you might pay an extra 20%. Um, And then you might say, you know, final draft before it goes live then there might be another amount. Ordinarily, web developers probably won't want to set your site completely live until they're paid. So if you have to agree to that, that's probably fairly reasonable because once your site is live, you're getting the benefit out of it. So you kind of need to have paid for it by that stage. But I certainly wouldn't be paying the entire lot up front and just assuming that they're going to do the right thing. And that's even reputable businesses. I think it's reasonable to expect to be paying in increments. You want to be talking to your web developer about every small detail of what they are going to do and what they're not going to do. I see so many horror stories about 
people that thought that their web designer was doing XYZ, adding all their products in, and then they get handed a site and there's one product loaded and they have to spend 50 hours uploading 700 products. So those are the sort of things that you need to be very clear with of what who's going to do what, who's going to source the images, is there going to be any SEO work? That's also an important thing. SEO work on your website. So SEO being search engine optimization, and that is how Google finds us. SEO work is something that as the site is being developed, there are certain things that your developer needs to do to make sure your website is easy to find by Google. But later on down the track, there's a whole lot of additional stuff that you can do to your site that will help it be found. And that's really important as well. So it's probably paramount that you speak to your web developer and ask them what they are going to do and what um, what SEO work is part of the agreement and what SEO work is not part of the agreement. So that's probably something that you need to have a chat about. You also need to make sure that you've got access to the entire back end of the website and ideally throughout the process. Now, me personally, I purchase my own hosting and I set up that kind of thing and then I hand the logins over to the developer. But I'm fairly technically savvy and so that is something that I find very easy to do. If you're not tech savvy and you don't have that capability to do that yourself, then at least ask for full access. Now, if anyone... If you go into an agreement with anyone who will not give you full access to your site, then be very, very careful because you are married to that person for the rest of your website's life. They have a hold over you and I have seen it happen. There's a couple of web developers that um, actually service the equine industry that don't give backend access. And, you know, this is my opinion of what I think. So, of course... I'm not going to be agreeing with everybody in the universe out there, but there's a couple out there that just won't give clients backend access. And the end result is, is that if you need a change, then you have to go back to that person and they charge you $75 an hour to make a single change or something like that. So, of course, that is where they make their money and understandably so. They need to make their money just as much as you do. However, from a small business owner's point of view, it's imperative that you have access to the back end of your site and full admin access, not just restricted access. Should anything go wrong, should that business or that business owner go on holidays or be out of action or anything like that, you need to have back end access in case something goes wrong and you need to go into it yourself and fix something or have someone else, a third party, come and fix something. So make sure that that discussion is had right from the start. Will I have access to everything, not just client access, but actually access to um, full administration of the back end of the site? Even if you don't know how to drive it, it doesn't matter as long as you have access to it. So how do you start on creating a website? It's it's kind of you're looking at a blank piece of paper and you're just going, where do I start? 
here's what I recommend. I think that the best thing to do is go and have a look at some websites that you really like and pick two or three and have a look at them, see what the flow is, what is it that you like about it, uh, is it the colours, is it the layout, is it the customer journey, is it you know where the site takes you from one thing to another and show your web developer that site or those sites and show the developer the sort of things that you like and tell them why you like it um, and it's no good you sending them a site saying, oh, I don't know why I like this, but I really like it. Like, take the time and work it out because your web developer is not a mind reader and they can't get into your head. So if you like something, you need to have a look at it and try and figure out what it is that you like about it. Is it the text? Is it the imagery? Is it the colors? Is it everything? Um, you might have things that you like and you don't like. So make sure you spend some time actually being able to verbalize that to your web developer. The next step is probably important for so many reasons, and that is to plan your site before you ask your developer to start. Now, if you ask me to bake you a cake and tell me you'll send me the ingredients later and you send them to me, one ingredient at a time over a period of four weeks, but you've only put half the information on the ingredients, your cake's not going to be very good. Let me give you the tip. And that is exactly what happens to so many web developers. And I feel for all of you guys out there that are web developers that might be listening to this, because I see this happening all the time. I want a website, don't know what I want on it, but let's just get it started and then we'll just see where it takes us. Like that's really hard work and you're doubling over. So before you start, sit down and plan your site out. What pages are you going to have? What is the reader flow? What are people going to see first? What comes next? What button's going to take them where? Where are the buttons going to be? What are the buttons going to be called? All of those sorts of things. Now, you can create that in all kinds of formats. You can create it into a Word or Google document. Just type it all out. You can draw it on pen and paper and scan that and send it to your developer. Or if you're clever, you could actually mock the whole site up in something like Canva. And that's what we did with the Equine Entrepreneurs website. So we had a very specific look and feel that I wanted and a, and a very specific flow that I wanted. So we created that whole thing in Canva before and gave it to my web developer to actually then just follow the, the prompt, so to speak, of make it look like this. Now, I have web design background I have graphic design background so I do understand that for your average person that might be a little bit tricky for you to do but at the very least nut it out so that you can say you know I want this bit at the top and this bit underneath and then I want this and then I want this have a look at the sites out there and you can do screenshots of different sections and pop that into a word document and say I really like how this bit looks on this website so can you make mine look like that and then write the words that you want so actually write your site now if you're not a writer at this point this is the time to hire someone to do your site writing for you. 
rather than wait until your site is up and running, see if it's looking okay, and then hire someone to review it and rewrite it for you. You're doubling over, and of course, then you're doubling the web developer's work because they have to go and replace all the text. And sometimes it's not as easy as just copy and paste. There's other little bits and pieces and settings that have to change when you change whole bodies of text. So get it right before you actually give it to the developer. So on that note, you probably want to do some keyword research if you haven't already. Now, what's a keyword? Look, this is for another podcast entirely, but keywords essentially are what people type into Google that you want them to be showing your site. So, you know, for my business, I would like my site to come up if you typed into Google horse business advice or equine business help or horse business consultant and you can see where I'm heading with that and you know there would be 50 keywords that I would come up with if you had time to listen to that but that's too boring so we won't do that so think about what your keywords are going to be so people aren't going to be googling equine entrepreneurs from my point of view that's my business name they don't necessarily know my business name they just know what their problem is and so, you know, they, they know that they need some help with their horse business. So it might be horse business help that they might Google. And then the then Google is going to tell them, hey, there's a business called Equine Entrepreneurs that exists to help horse businesses. And so that's where the connection is. So think about what your keywords are and what people are going to be putting into Google. And if this is going past your expertise, then again, this is the time to hire someone to actually go ahead and do that part of the research for you. Hire someone to do the keyword research, pay your web developer to do it for you, but have that part of the site done because it's all very well to good and well to have a new website. But if the keywords aren't set up, if nobody can find it on Google, then what was the point? So that's something that I think is really important. The next thing is plan for your build to run over time. I know developers do their very best and they try their hardest, but nine times out of 10, something is not going to go to plan. Don't schedule to launch your new website the day before a huge event, the day before your course launches, the day before something important. You've got to have buffer for things to go wrong and to test things because otherwise you are going to be at your event freaking out that your website's not up and running and you can't get internet access to tech, check it or whatever. Like it's crazy, crazy, crazy talk to be thinking that, you know, I need it done by Friday because on Saturday I'm going to be telling thousand people about my business. That's a terrible, horrible idea. Don't do that. So plan for everything to run over time because the chances are is that half of the reason the website's going to get held up is because of you. 
you're not going to be getting back to your web developer. You may have decided that you need to get a photo shoot done to get better quality photos or they're waiting for you to send them some text or they're waiting for you to approve something and you're not sitting around twiddling your thumbs waiting for your web developer to come back to you. So you're going to fit that in whenever you can. So the chances are that you're going to delay the process just as much as the web developer is. And you know, some web developers smash through things super fast and some drag their heels. So you may be working with someone that you need to ride and make sure that they stay on track. And again, that's when you need to set deadlines and say, can you have this to me by this date? Blah, blah, blah. If you're working to a deadline, if you're working to an event or a launch, then add in a three-week buffer and plan ahead and make sure that you are not blowing your deadline and launching a new site before an event. So honestly, if you're if you've got a new website and you're about to launch and you've got something really important on the next day, I would just hold off and not launch. I would put a landing page on your domain name. So if you go to at equine.com.au, which is my website, instead of seeing a half-built site or a site that's not working, put a, thanks for coming to visit the site. Uh, don't use the words under construction. Google's not a fan of that. But just say we're, we're working on bringing you this new website. We can't wait to show it to you. If you want to leave your details on this form below, We'll let you know as soon as the site's up and running. Do that. If that's not far, it's far from ideal. I agree. It's far from ideal. We don't really want to be doing that, but it's better that than you giving out your website address and it doesn't work because that's a disaster and, you know, all credibility lost. And whilst it might feel like it's, you know, your developer's fault, you know, if you look back and reflect back on the process, there's a good chance that everyone has played a part in in it being overrun and it's just the nature of the beast. Like, you know, so many website projects are going to go over time. It's just what happens. So plan for it to happen like that. Now, once your site is close to finished or as far as your web developer is concerned, finished, I highly recommend, in fact, it's critical that you test every single little thing on multiple devices. And if you can, have a couple of other people test every single little thing. So I'm talking literally click every single link, sign up to any forms, sign up to any downloads, um, log into any customer areas, make a purchase. Don't just put something into your checkout and look at it actually make a purchase, pay yourself, then give yourself a refund. Um, have somebody else purchase something and give them a refund. And if you need to, set up a $1 dummy product if, if that works best for you. Have that entire product, but literally click every single link. And so go back to the beginning and you'll find that you go backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and test it on a mobile, test it on an iPad, test it on a computer, test it on everything. Because sometimes what things will work beautifully on desktop and they'll look awful on mobile 
or vice versa. Now, typically your web developer is going to be doing the work on a computer rather than a mobile device. So the chances are that they're testing it and looking at it on computer. Now, some of the platforms that are used to create websites have a little thing where you can click a button and view what it's theoretically going to look like on mobile and on desktop. Doesn't always come out like that. So make sure that and that's what your web developer might be looking at. So do actually check everything and make sure every single link works, every image downloads, every single little thing. And what I like to do is I tend to open a, I use Google Sheet, Google Documents and Google Sheets. So I just open a Google document and I will go through and I will just screenshot and dump that screenshot into the document and say, this isn't working, that needs adjusting, this text is running over that text. Instead of sending the developer a thousand emails saying this isn't working, just make one document, do all of your testing, break it down into the categories. Here's the here's the mobile view, here is the desktop view, and these are all the issues with these two things, this is what's happening. And then just give them one big document to fix all of those things. It's going to be so much easier for both you and them to just give one big document. So there are just some of my thoughts about websites. And I've probably skipped over a whole pile of really important stuff. But I've probably also given you a whole heap of things to think about. Now, the point of me creating this podcast for you was not to put you off the process or intimidate you. And I realize that some of the stuff that I've talked about is a little bit complex. And that's when you just need to reach out to somebody to help you guide you through that process. Now, it is something that I can help with. So if you do want to book a one-on-one call with me, I can sit down and help you figure out some of this process so that you can then go find a developer and give them the information in the best possible way. But there should be enough information that I've told you here to at least get you started heading in the right direction and making the experience of getting a new website built a good one and one that is going to be valuable for your business. So I think that's the important thing is making sure that you get the best for your business uh, out of the new website that you're creating. So If you're at that stage of creating a new website or starting uh, and uh, recreating your current website, good luck. I hope that it is a painless process for you. And I say that tongue in cheek because it's going to be painful. I'll give you the tip. There's going to be tears. But the end result is hopefully going to be super satisfying and bring you lots and lots of business. I'll leave you with that thought. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye for now.